Hello, everyone. I am back. It is Michelle here from the Chronically Mom podcast. I am pumped to be back chatting with you guys. We've had a lot of changes in the past couple of months. I think it's been about like four months or so since um, I released an episode. So obviously, if you are following on Instagram, you have seen uh, you know, some updates on what's been going on. But if you haven't, we welcomed our baby girl, uh, McKenna Josephine. So she was born on October 18th. Um, and then we had a bunch of, you know, recovery craziness with, uh, that I'll get into with, with me, um, some health stuff with her. So it was kind of a whirlwind and we're just, I would say in the past two months feeling like we're really like living day to day life more normally. Um, but still with, you know, some, some curveballs thrown in there. So, um, I'm excited to be back though. I have so many things that I have to talk about, um, just related to pregnancy, birth, postpartum, mental health, Crohn's playing into all of that. Uh, it's just, it's been a really interesting time. Um, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share. So the first episode that I wanted to do um, was getting into McKenna's birth story. So I'm really excited to record this one. I did a, uh, a birth story blog post for Maddox when he was born. Um, so you can go and read that on the blog. Um, but for McKenna, I have just been into podcasting more. So I wanted to do that here. Um, and feel like with her birth story, there's kind of two stories there. There's the birth story of our beautiful little girl entering into the world. Um, it was a lot more of a positive story, uh, positive experience, not positive story, but the outcomes were great, but a positive experience than um, birthing with Maddox. Um, so I feel like that is part of the story. And then there's the whole aftermath of the story. So the recovery, crazy things that happened, um, that I want to get into, but I, I'm trying to keep them kind of separate just because in, in my mind, I really want to remember her birth as a really positive experience, not focus on the, kind of shitty stuff that happened afterwards. So um, we'll start, I'll start sharing about stuff with her. And then I am going to do another episode um, that specifically goes into some of the, the complications. Um, so this will just be her story and then some updates on how she's been doing. So on October 18th, I went into, well, let me, let me give you some backstory first. So like you said, if you can read the, the story with, uh, the birth story of Maddox, but just to give you the quick version, basically I was struggling with, um, potential cholestasis and I was really sick. I'd went off my Remicade. So my Crohn's was really bad. And, um, I ended up being induced because I was so sick at 37 weeks uh, went through on Pitocin, trying to, you know, even dilate it all um, for like almost three days. And then they ended up just doing a C-section super quick. It was like, okay, 
we were getting a c-section 20 minutes later i'm in the or they're getting him out um and there was definitely some trauma there he wasn't breathing there was a, a lot going on um so i had some similar issues in this pregnancy i stayed on remicade um, if you've listened to other episodes, you know that, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, really campaigned to stay on Remicade the whole time. And I also, um, was very, they were very on top of checking my, um, my enzyme levels and, um, just tracking for potential cholestasis. So I was having the, some of that itching in the hands and feet, um, that made them suspect that I could be having that again with this pregnancy. Um, but there was a lot of uncertainty from both maternal and fetal medicine and my OB and my gastro on when is the best time to deliver. So anyway, um, on October 18th, I went in for my 37 week appointment and that is when we were going to make the decision of like, Hey, when are we going to do this? Cause we had planned that it was going to be a C-section, um, no matter what. So she, my, I saw one of my, um, one of the OBs and she was like, yeah, I mean, let me know when you want to do it. I think anytime within the next week, like it, it should happen because of the, um, the cholestasis, uh, potential there. She's like, probably, you know, it, it should be the same safety level if we do it in the next couple of days. So I'm like, okay, like, why don't we do it tomorrow? That'll give us some time. We'll, you know, have get Maddox settled in, um, have a little fun night with him. So um, they gave me some directions on, on what to do. And we're, you know, ready for go time the next day. So we go, we leave, I get a huge sandwich because I'm starving. And then we went to go pick up Maddox for my mom's because she was watching him. And as he's getting in the car, I get a call and they're like my OB called and she was like, um, yeah, I talked to maternal and fetal medicine, talked to the hospital. They actually need you to come in today. And I was like, today, like to have her today. And she's like, yes. Um, when's the last time you ate? And I'm like, I literally like was wiping my hands from finishing the sandwich as she was calling. And I'm like, well, I just ate a huge sandwich. Um, she's like, well, we have to wait a certain amount of hours before we do the surgery then. Like, why don't you come in at six? Um, and then we'll deliver around nine. So we're like, whoa, okay, this is going to happen really quickly. So we, uh, got, we called, you know, all of our parents, we scrambled around, got Maddox ready. Um, my mom was going to come stay with him so that we already had the the plan in place and and she's super familiar with um our house and and everything so it wasn't nothing was too crazy uh getting getting ready in that sense so i didn't have my bag packed yet or anything so went home packed um i tried to like take a little nap which obviously i didn't i was like just ready to go and then we set off for the hospital i got very emotional, um, saying bye to Maddox. Um, I shared in the podcast, uh, my last podcast episode that I did just about the feelings I was having with being high risk and already having a baby here and just the risks of delivery. And I, I was having a hard time with it. And I, it was really difficult for me to say 
bye to him. I was crying once we got in the car, now in front of him. Um, and yeah, so that, that was tough. But um, once we got to the hospital, it was pretty smooth. We checked in. Um, they put me in, um, in a room and gave me, you know, gown to get ready. Um, they were going to, you know, start my IV, do all the like pre-op stuff that they had to do. Um, and the nurses were so nice. Everyone that I, that was, you know, that I worked with in the hospital was just amazing. Um, so she, the first nurse came in and she was kind of just giving me the rundown on what's going to happen. Um, and I was super open with her and I talked to my therapist about this before. I was like, Hey, I really want to create like a better experience this time around just because it was really traumatic. And, um, the birth experience with Maddox was, was tough. So I had talked about like strategies of how I was going to do that and be able to like advocate for myself. So one of the biggest things was like just being really open with everyone, um, about like what I had went through before. Um, so I just let both of my nurses know like, Hey, this is what happened before. Um, I would appreciate if I just, if you could give me like a step-by-step of what's going on. Um, just so I know, I feel like I'm in the loop and they were like, wow, yes, definitely. Thank you for telling us. Um, we'll be, you know, very communicative with you, um, about, about what's happening. So that was, that was great. And they both were like, Hey, we really want you to have a lot more positive experience this time. Like so, so, so supportive. Um, so they got me, you know, hooked up, ready to go. It was just a lot of waiting. I was super nervous. My heart rate kept like spiking up. Um, it, yeah, it was just, I, I like have butterflies in my stomach thinking about it now. But Matt and I were watching like a comedy special on Netflix. We were just trying to think of anything to kind of like just keep our minds occupied and not anxious. Um, and then, so anesthesia came in to talk to me and there was a bit of a delay because they had never had someone who had been on Remicade so closely up to the surgery or the the C-section. So they were, they had to get approval. They were worried that they weren't going to be able to do the, um, epidural or the spinal block because of risk of infection from the Remicade. So they had to confirm that that would not make the risk of infection, um, for the spinal, um, any higher. And they confirmed that if that hadn't went through, it would have to have been under general anesthesia, which I really did not want to do. Um, but obviously, you know, if you don't have a choice, you just have to make it happen. Um, but they, my OB came in and talked to me too after that when we were good to go. Um, so around nine o'clock, they wheeled me back um, and we I was in the OR. Um, Matt was... Uh, not in the in the room yet he had to get like suited up in his uh in his gown and gear and everything um and that's where they were gonna do the um the epidural so I um I like you know got on the table it was like a very different vibe than last time because like before I was getting my my epidural with Maddox I was like vomiting, shaking, like I'd been on Pitocin for forever. I was having contract, like it was just like so chaotic. And this time it was, they had like chill music on. Everyone is like 
just, you know, rolling in, asking each other, how's your day? How's it going? Just totally different vibes. So um, I, they got the the epidural and it was a little bit difficult just with um, the way my back is. They had issues with Maddox too. Um, But since we knew that this time, it it definitely, um, I think, made it easier. Um, so then once they, they did that, they were, you know, checking to see where I was numb. I have this weird spot on my, on my, um, like abdomen that doesn't get numb from the epidural is the same area that uh, with Maddox, I could like really feel a lot. So it was, they worked with me. It was really great. They worked with me to make sure that we were able to get that numb and like adjust my body. Right. Um, because in, with my C-section with Maddox, it, was really bad and I could feel the the cutting and the pain and like just I, I let them know I was like I do not want that experience again so please help me um and then once I was ready to go um Matt came in and I was just shaking I was super nervous and he you could tell he was excited but nervous um and then my OB so she um it was not the same OB that that delivered Maddox but it was another OB that I had seen um you know multiple times and I had let her know about the situation too so she's walking me through every step telling me what's going on and she's like here's what you're gonna feel here's what's happening with the baby um and like I said before, the vibe was just so different, like having it be planned. And the nurses, when I came in, were like, you're going to be so, like, so shocked at how different the the vibe is. And I, I was like laughing to myself because everyone is just so casual. Like this is their job and they're just going in and they're like, they were talking about like, you know, what are you doing this week? Like, what are your plans? Like, and someone's talking about, you know, the new glasses they got as they're like prepping for this is such a routine thing for them. And I feel like that made me a lot calmer. Cause I'm like, okay, they do this all the time. Like this is the, you know, normal, normal day. Um, and I think I, I was a lot more with it too, because I wasn't super tired. So I was able to, really understand what was what was happening. So great experience with the, you know, the pain levels. It was just a little bit of pressure, no like pain or anything. Um, and then they got her out, which was great. And I that I started to freak out a little bit because I um I didn't hear her cry right away. And that's what with Maddox, I was like, oh my God, he didn't he wasn't crying they had to you know resuscitate him but with her she wasn't she I just couldn't hear it and they're like no she's crying she's crying and the um uh one of theirs is like listen listen and then um she I could hear her and it was just like such a beautiful moment um oh my god I'm getting emotional talking about this um and Matt walked over to see her. They were checking, you know, her vitals and, and everything. Um, and at that point, they gave me a little bit of anxiety medicine because I'm like, I need to see her. I need to see her. And they're like, okay, you have to stay still. Like, please stay still. We need to, like, sew you up. You can't go with your, you know, guts hanging out to go see your daughter. Um, but, yeah, so I, I calmed down a little bit at that point, And Matt's like, she's good. She's fine. I could hear her. Um, he took a picture of her when she was still over at the, I don't know what it's called. It's like the baby station in the OR where they're, you know, making sure she's good and like suctioning her and everything. Um, 
and he was showing me the picture and she just had these like little chubby cheeks like so she's so cute um and then a couple minutes later there were working on um sewing me up and that was kind of a blur at, at this point but then um they wheeled her over and they were like hey we are gonna have to take her to the NICU um and I asked why they explained it was because her respiratory rate was just a little bit higher than they really liked um so they were gonna you know take her in see see what happened and I was like all right that's fine but they they let her come over to me I got to see her I didn't get to hold her but um, Matt got to see her I got to see her close up before they took her it wasn't like a rushing her out thing so definitely a lot more calm um and I feel like we got that experience of together getting to you know see her baby um so that was amazing um yeah it's just such a beautiful moment um so then they you know sewed me up got me got me ready to ready to you know go back in the um go back in recovery so they did that um I was feeling fine you know no pain or anything um and they uh, yeah, they, they brought me back in the room and they were like, all right, you're going to like hang here for a little bit until we get you set up on the, uh, recovery or mother baby unit. Um, and it was, I was just, it was like calm after the storm, um, where we're just like, okay, like our baby's good. They're taking care of our baby. Like, what do we do? Matt is just so chill because he is like the hospital setting. He just is not phased by it at all. Um, so he's like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to go get a Subway sandwich. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like <laughs> go get a snack. So he went down to the cafeteria to get food and I was just chilling and I was, um, texting pictures to like our friends and family and everything. Um, and then this and some craziness started with stuff with me, but, um, we'll get into that later but basically uh they eventually moved me over into the mother baby unit once they got my like bleeding and everything um more under control um they felt confident we could do that and then it was uh just a, a kind of a waiting game to see when we could see McKenna um they Basically, what they told us is if your baby is in the NICU for less than six hours, they don't technically have to admit them. Um, it's they're just being monitored in the NICU, I guess. Um, so that was our cutoff time. We we're like, OK, if she has to be in for over six hours, then we, you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a different story there. And um, so we're just waiting to, to hear from them. So, of course, I was like calling them like crazy every time frame that they gave me that I could call the NICU. Um, and then right before they kept her up until j right at six hours. Um, but before that, we, we were able to go see her. So um, Matt got to see her himself um, while they were, you know, doing, I don't even remember what they were doing on me, but making sure I was okay. Um, and he got to see her and then we got to go see her together. And she was just so cute. And so like, just so sassy and feisty and like, ready to go. Um, and they were just talking about to us about, you know, her breathing rate being a little bit elevated. Um, but that was really the, the main concern. So they kept her up until right at six hours and they're like, Hey, she's, she's, um, you know, at a good level now. Um, cause she was just, just borderline. So we, 
we got her. Um, so it was like the middle of the night. It was, I think like 3 a.m. when they just brought her in and they just showed up and we're like, here's your baby. And we're like, oh my God, like it, it's, it felt so crazy. So I got to hold her for the first time. And I remember just looking at her little, well, not little, she had these big cheeks and this teeny little chin. Um, and I was just like, oh my God, I have a daughter. Like, this is insane. So yeah, then we, um, we were in the hospital for uh, a couple, a couple of days after that. I was really out of it. I, um, the, the medication, I guess it was the Pitocin that they give you afterwards to make your uterus contract and get everything out of it. Um, whatever it was, I was having a reaction to it that was making me so itchy. So I was, just so uncomfortable so they just kept putting giving me benadryl um like iv benadryl and then pain medication around the clock just to keep me comfortable um and it was nice because we were actually allowed to have visitors this time so we had um you know family come in get to see her get to hold her i was trying to hold her whenever whenever i could um the breastfeeding thing was a lot easier to start up this time because before I just didn't know anything. And I was like, wait, why am I not producing milk? So I, I knew it was going on. And, um, that was really helpful too, because we didn't get to see a, a lactation consultant right away. And I had asked specifically, like, immediately i'm like i need syringes i need stuff to collect the colostrum um and they immediately were like okay let's go because i had started like leaking before i had even had her so i'm like i want to get this this uh good stuff and before i didn't even realize what colostrum was and i'm like oh what is this you know but it's literally liquid gold so um, we were able to uh, get that ready for her um, even before she she came into us, which is um, which is great. So we had some rough times for me in the hospital, um, but she was doing really really great. She was just a bit um, mucusy, like congested, um, and I I didn't know this, but. It can happen sometimes, well, a lot of times with um, C-section babies because your body isn't, they aren't going through the birth canal where your body's contracting and like pushing everything out. Um, So that's, they require more like suctioning and then can be a little bit more congested um, afterwards. So that kind of freaked me out because I'm like, is she breathing okay? And like, especially with the respiratory rate, Um, but you know, everything is fine. So we were really excited. We got to leave with her and we're just in the car like, oh my God, we have another baby. Um, And so we brought her home and um, we had her meet Maddox, which was really exciting. I was nervous because I didn't know how he was going to react, but I was confident. I'm like, he's my sweet little boy. Um, And he... It was just so sweet. Like I look, I, I look back at the video of him meeting her and I like lose my mind. It was really sweet. He, you know, wanted to see her, touch her. Um, and then I was really emotional seeing him because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have my babies together. So that was, it was just amazing. Um, 
unfortunately, I had to go back to the hospital. Um, we had left that morning um, and, and we had come home. But um, we, yeah, I, I ended up having to go back. I was having um, elevated blood pressure um, and end up having postpartum preeclampsia again. Same thing I had with Maddox. Um, so he, we... McKenna and I and then my mom came with us went back to the hospital when I had to go um it was difficult because I I was really really struggling c-section wise at this point um I was it was not not good um so I, I couldn't really like get up or hold her anything like that so I needed someone with me and obviously you know someone needs to stay with Maddox so Matt stayed with Maddox um, and I was back in the hospital again. I'm trying to remember the like actual day timeline of this. I'm pretty sure this was like Friday at this point, um, when we got to leave and then had to go back. Um, and we were there for the night. They had to put me on a magnesium drip. And while we were there, um, the nurse was like, something's up a little bit with, her breathing, I think. And she's like, she's technically for, with McKenna's breathing. And she's like, she's not a patient. So I can't necessarily treat her or say anything, but like, let me have a doctor come in and, and look at her. So uh, an, I think it was another nurse who came in and they were like, ah, yeah, her, her breathing rate is a little bit weird. And they were like, I would just, you know, get it, get it checked out. She had her first pediatrician appointment, um, the Saturday morning. Um, so they were like, ask about that there. So Matt came and picked McKenna up to take her to the pediatrician that morning. Cause I hadn't been, um, uh, discharged yet. And, um, he, it was him and my mom went and, and took her. So everything was fine there. It wasn't her usual pediatrician. Um, but I, it was also very difficult because I've like never really not been to a pediatrician appointment with the kids and I'm a control freak and I need to hear everything that the pediatrician is saying. I need to know what's going on. Um, not that I don't trust Matt. It's just me being me. Um, but anyway, so I got to go home. I, um, get back to the house where, you know, McKenna and I are just hanging out, healing, doing our thing. Um, and then, Maddox has is not feeling well and he has a fever so we're like oh shit this is bad this is also RSV is running rampant every time I'm going on social media I'm seeing like just crazy things about kids being hospitalized for RSV babies just I was freaked out um so we started to just keep them separate anyway um because he had went on like a school field trip. He wasn't really, we didn't have him doing anything or going to any activities or anything. Um, but he went to an outdoor farm. So it was, you know, like a fall farm day, um, and was playing with other kids. And I thought that would be a fun thing for him to do while we were in the hospital to kind of keep his mind off of things. So my mom took him. Um, and I was hoping since it was outside, he wouldn't get sick, but I'm certain that's where he got this from. Um, 
but we, we didn't know what it was. So he was, you know, hanging out with Matt. McKenna was with me. And that night, um, she was having a lot of trouble breathing again. Um, it was very labored. She was very mucusy. Um, Matt wasn't really worried at first, but then he started to get worried. And if he's worried, then I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. So I was like panicked um emotions were high it was very hormonal still so um I called the NICU um because that uh, I I didn't I literally didn't know what else to do and she had just gotten out of the NICU I'm like what should I do should I bring her into the hospital like and they were concerned that since Maddox had a fever they didn't know if she had picked something up and since she was early I didn't mention this before. She was three weeks early. She was born at 37 weeks. Um, maybe I didn't mention that, but, um, they're like, she is a fresh baby. Like we have to see what's going on. So Matt has her in the, um, with like a stand up like shower. So he's just like standing in there with her with the steam and just trying to help her breathe better. And they're like, you should take her to a pediatric ER. And I was like, what? Like, I, I don't, I, it, it, it like makes me nauseous even now, like thinking about it. Um, so I can't go anywhere because I'm just discharged from the hospital. Um, my C-section recovery is going horribly. I lost a ton of blood. So like, I am not able to, I'm not able to go anywhere or do anything. So, um, and Maddox is sick and I like can't get out of bed. So we had to. So we had to call in some reinforcements at this point. Um, both my mom and my dad were able to come over. This was like midnight at this point, I think. Um, and my dad came over to help out with Maddox if need be. Um, and my mom was going with Matt to the, um, to the ER. So, They got McKenna ready to go. Um, we live pretty close to a pediatric ER. Um, so they were able to go straight there. And uh, I was just freaking out the whole time. Um, Maddox was asleep during this, which was which was good. Um, and they were able to see her very quickly. They tested her for RSV, flu, COVID, all of that. Um, they did they checked her oxygen levels and everything. She didn't have RSV or the flu or COVID, which was great. Um, and they were able to suction her there. And that was enough to get her back to kind of a, a baseline. Um, and it was nice because the pedi- or, yeah, the, the pediatrician who was on, on call and who was seeing her um, got on the phone with me and was like, hey, here's what's going on. And it went back to just that elevated respiratory rate that she had before um, and her being very mucousy from being a C-section baby. So it was just kind of building up and it was difficult for her to breathe. So we just had to be pretty much constantly suctioning her at home on um, so false alarm, but good thing that we brought her in. Um, just, you know, it, it, it made me feel better. And, um, I mean, that's what the NICU told us to do. So, um, after she got suctioned, she got discharged and was back home and we were 
going through our first days of actually being home together as a family, um, which was awesome. So it's been, it was a crazy couple of days. It was like a crazy first week. I'm like, can we have a day where we're not in the pediatrician's office or in the hospital? Um, she was having some trouble gaining weight at first. So we, um, we're definitely, we were at the pediatrician a lot. Um, and that's when we kind of got into, um, figuring out some of these like deeper underlying issues that were, were going on with that. Um, so I'll give you like a brief rundown of what that looked like. There's so much to unpack here and so many different like resources that we use and things that I, that I want to share. Um, but basically I was having trouble with, um, with her latching and I, I was like, okay, I've been through all this, like new parent educator training. Like I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like something isn't working right here. So I immediately asked to make an appointment with the lactation consultant that was at the pediatrician. Um, and I also, they, they had given her formula in the NICU and then they had given her a little bit of formula in um, the hospital because they really needed her to, to gain some weight. My milk hadn't come in yet. And I was fine with that. I'm not you know, breastfeeding or formula. I don't, it didn't matter to me, but I would like, I did want to try and breastfeed if I could. So I'm like, Hey, if, if we have this resource available to us, like, let's see what we can do. Um, so we started seeing the lactation consultant, um, and they were able to help us with her latch. Um, and they were able to help look at some different different issues that that we were having. I ended up going and seeing um, a referred uh, lactation consultant outside of the pediatrician, so I could have some longer um, longer appointments that were more in depth. Um, and that was just insanely insanely helpful. So they were able to uh, refer us to a pediatric dentist um, because she had a tongue tie and a lip tie. So she had like a level four tongue tie and then like a level two, three, I think, uh, lip tie. So we had to, well, we didn't have to, but we chose to get that fixed so that that would hopefully make latching easy for her. She was having a lot of, um, gas issues and she was just throwing up or spitting up all the time. Um, and they thought that that would, had to do with the, um, the latch being difficult for her as well, just cause she's swallowing a bunch of air. So we, um, pretty quickly, it was within a couple weeks of her being born. We, I think it was November 1st, actually, that we, um, were able to go and, and get the, the revision done for that. Um, and immediately it helped with the, um, the latching with her, um, spitting up, helped some with the gassiness. So that was good. So I continued to see the lactation consultant, um, Cause she still wasn't latching fully then cause she wasn't, you know, really used to it. So it was definitely a whole, a whole process through, um, getting breastfeeding and, and pumping up and running. Um, and then she started to see a, uh, pediatric chiropractor as well to help with her jaw alignment. And, um, that was really supportive care for the lactation and the, um, the recovery for the, um, tongue and lip tie revision that she had. Um, and then an, another thing that was really helpful is my mother-in-law had gifted us, um, some ses sessions with a, um, 
uh, physical therapist that specialized in infant massage. So that was just a huge game changer for us. She came into our house and did the sessions with us and helped us with um, some calming techniques for McKenna, but then also um, some uh, some massage techniques to help with her digestion, um, which is what we were really, you know, experiencing, experiencing issues with. So we, you know, we're on a, on a good road with her for a while. Um, and she still was, was uncomfortable. We could tell that, you know, even though things were getting better, she was, she was still a bit uncomfortable, um, in the, the stomach and GI department. Um, but, I was hoping that by the time, you know, we could get her off of formula, um, like maybe she was having a reaction to something in that and I'm like, okay, if we could just do breast milk, hopefully it'll get better. Um, and then about six weeks in, so it was around, about, about six weeks in, um, she started to have a really bad rash. Um, we thought it was maybe baby acne or cradle cap or eczema. We, we had, didn't know. So I was trying to treat it, you know, at home and they're saying like, online everyone's like put breast milk on it so I'm doing that trying to keep her um you know moisturized um but like as gently as possible giving her oatmeal baths um it ended up they the pediatrician thought it was eczema um and they thought that that could be an immune response to something else so I'm like okay I'm on a little bit of high alert now what's going on um but we're you know we're just going on life as usual and then now she's three months old now. So, uh, she, a couple weeks ago, she started to have, um, some more GI issues. So we got the rash taken care of, but then and she was cool for a little, but then the GI issues kicked in. Um, so green diarrhea basically. Um, and then mucus in her stools, um, what we thought was potentially blood. Um, so that kind of raised, a lot of red flags for us. So we took her into the pediatrician, um, last week. So this is still super fresh for us. Um, but they did, um, a stool study for her and they found microscopic blood and there's mucus in her stool. Um, so they think she has, um, allergic colitis. So we're still working through what that is going to mean for her. Um, but basically they think that her colon, her intestines are inflamed, um, because of an allergy to something that she is, uh, getting through breast milk. So we started elimination diet. I went off of all dairy. Um, so then we're going to reassess, do another stool study in two weeks, see if there's still blood there, see if we need to, um, remove soy, which they said is probably pretty likely, um, and go from there. So it's been a whirlwind. Um, but I know that that sounded like there was a lot of negative. I, it, it's been great. Like she, she's, it's, she's been amazing. And like being with her has been amazing. Um, and if you follow me on, on Instagram, you see that, you know, the day to day of posting about her and everything here, I'm just sharing the kind of key points. And of course, some of those key points are, are, challenges that that we've run into and I feel like that's important to talk about um just to you know raise awareness that these things can happen and I just want to share my my experience but um 
overall, like, we're just so thankful for her. And she has been just an amazing, amazing addition to our family. Um, so although there have been kind of challenges as we've, we've went through the first couple of months, um, we are just, we really are so lucky. Um, and we're, we're excited that we're on a, a path now with her health and my health, where hopefully we're, um, we're able to get some more answers and sort of figure things out from here. So TBD on the allergic colitis stuff. Um, I definitely will be sharing more about that, but that is the story of how Miss McKenna Josephine made her way into the world. Um, like I said on Instagram, I share a lot more of these like sweet moments with her and things like that. So definitely follow along if you uh, care to see that. And then next episode, this one's already a pretty long one, I will dive into um, some of the complications and things like that. So more of like my story of what, what happened. Um, so great. Well, thanks guys for listening. I am so excited to be back and I will chat with y'all soon.